Hello. Welcome to episode number 71 of CXO Talk. I am Michael Krigsman, and I'm here with my gracious and great co-host, Vala Offshore. Vala, how are you? How are you? Well, we, <laughs> and we, did a, we did a fist bump that nobody can see because it's in between. We need another camera. Yeah, I don't think anybody's interested in our fist bump. No, I think they are. <laughs> but I think they're mostly interested in our guest today. Yes, please. No, no. You, yeah, go ahead, no, please. No, Paula, please. <laughs> well, we're absolutely delighted to have Patty Hatter as our guest CIO of McAfee. How are you, Patty? I'm great, Vala. Thank you. Thank you so much for uh, joining us on a, on a Friday afternoon. We're super excited to have you. And uh, could you uh, share with our audience a little bit about your background, please? Sure. Well, I am the uh, CIO and SVP of operations here at McAfee. Uh, just a little bit on my uh, background. So uh, I have two engineering degrees, and this is a shout out to all of uh, all everybody in uh, engineering uh, right now. It's a great way. Uh, it's a great education. Awesome. It's a great way to get started in your uh, career. Um, so after graduate school, I went to AT&T Bell Labs, which was a, a phenomenal way to get started and really set the tone for me of having a combination of technology in my roles, business in my roles, out with customers. And uh, probably a couple of the most influential roles I, I've, I've had so far is uh, pretty early days when I was at uh, AT&T, I come in. Uh, um, to work one day, and my boss literally gives me a plane ticket and says, uh, why don't you go to Europe, take what we're doing here in the U.S. around um, pulling together solutions and you know, being out with customers, and how do we take all the skill sets, figure out what that market needs, and, and take that out to EMEA. So probably uh, earlier in my career than I should have been, out in... Uh, out in Europe and really able to start with a blank sheet of paper of, okay, what are we going to do? Wow. How do we get out with customers? How do we figure out the offerings? How do we pull together the, the resources that we need? It was a great, great opportunity. So um, was uh, based in the Netherlands for three years and then was able to, to uh, take that and, and formalize that more as a, as a whole business um, being based in, uh, in uh, London for three years. So I, I really encourage folks that have opportunities to really define something from the very beginning and, and pull the pieces together and really think through that and build a business. It's a great, great opportunity. And from there, I moved back to the US, ran professional services with AT&T. And that's what led me to Cisco. And then um, here I am at McAfee. So you're, re you're responsible for both operations and IT right. at McAfee. Right. So uh, maybe tell us uh, tell us about those those two different roles that that come together in you. Well, it's been it, it's really been a great opportunity because when I first joined McAfee, it was with the operations role, and what uh, what uh, the company was really looking for was somebody to help drive the business forward, really be a transformation agent. And you know, we were very lucky that the 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 culture was right at McAfee to make a lot of changes we just needed to get you know a little bit more organized across our, our business functions including um, IT and, and operations of what are the the most important things to uh, transform what do what's really going to make the biggest impact with the uh, business so 
the, the first year I was here, it, I was fully focused on operations, but I spent a lot of time really driving collaboration with the other business functions, and that was that made a huge difference for us, really uh, set the foundation of, of how we've been able to, I think, transform so quickly. And uh, probably the, the, the best thing I had going for me when I, I took over IT after that first year I was here at McAfee, we had already got an agreement across all the different business functions, operations, sales, marketing, supply chain, su support, uh, uh, finance, around what are the big things that we really need to do that are going to have the, the biggest impact on the company. And that was huge for us, and it was a great way to get started with, with IT, because we had a lot of broken relationships between the, all the business functions and IT, and being able to have that that common roadmap that all the, the heads of all the business functions really bought into and saw the, the importance of was a, a huge benefit for IT. It, it sounds a little funny, but it really was what started getting to a different working relationship between all those, those functions in IT. It was critical for us. Wow. I love uh, hearing about your customer-facing experience uh, throughout your career and how that potentially is largely uh, influencing you as a successful CIO. And I think it was a Forbes post that I read where you talked about transformational projects and the, view in, in, in the role of IT as the glue uh, right. in terms of the different lines of business. So, you know, what is the role of the CIO? Is it a technology thing? Is it a process thing? Is it a people collaboration thing? Or I suspect is, is it all, all of the above? It's probably all of the above, but I, I think CIOs increasingly need to look at themselves as really a, a change agent for the organization. And, and with that, then you really have to be all of the above plus, plus more because there, there isn't a, another function in the company that has the opportunity to help speed up what, what other functions are doing and what the overall company is moving to, like IT. And, but you have to put yourself in, in that mindset of willing to change, embracing change, be the first one to change, and be very open-minded and very collaborative. And that's, that's hard. I mean, it's, some days it's easier to dig in and settle into how things have been. And, and even things, what, what we've had a lot of conversations about lately is even when things have been working well, the world is changing. The market's changing. The customers are changing. What competitors are doing? There's new technology. So, IT and really all all functions, but I would say especially IT has to be very very comfortable with change and moving the the pieces around and trying something new. And and I think with that, that's what enables organizations to to really help be a, a change agent for the rest of the company. But IT has to be very, very comfortable with changing itself to be able to do that. But how did, how, how did, what were, what did you need to do and how were you able to get to the point to help IT feel comfortable with change? Because I think in many organizations, IT is not on the leading edge of transformation or change, even though aspirationally in many cases they should be, ideally. Right. right. Well, we've, um, I would say a, a couple of things, well actually a few things, that that I was able to come to my role as, as the CIO with already relationships across the business was very helpful. 
and especially um, what we found here at, at McAfee, we had to change how the, the, the business functions in IT and really IT and the, the business units and engineering were working together. And I was able to use how we were evolving that relationship between our, our operations on the business side with IT as an example to say, okay, it always takes two to tango. Here we, we have to evolve our skills and, and how we're working on these big programs with IT. And here's what we're going to do on the, on the business side. And here's the change that we need to affect on IT. So it was, it was helpful because I was, I was able to show by what I was doing on, on the, um, with the operations team that, hey, it, both sides need to come together differently. You know, no more writing down requirements on a cocktail napkin. Although it can be fun on a cocktail napkin and, and throwing it over the wall to IT, there, there, there's never any success that's going to come from that. Never a good project is going to come from that. But it, it, it takes all the different teams that are involved in these larger programs coming together in a different way to get a much better result. So. Again, I think that the, a bigger part of the, the responsibility is on IT to come to the table differently. But I feel very lucky in having the combined role because it, it, it helped us break through some of the old behaviors that sure. were really holding us back. And we have a phenomenal leadership team here, and, and that really quickly spread to the other organizations. I, I, I read that part of the... Uh transformation of IT under your leadership, uh, you had three focus areas. Uh, one was uh, tra tra transparency, where you were collaborating uh, horizontally with peers and other lines of business to make sure they understood IT's role and mission and core values. Uh, organizational stabilization, where you know ultimately happy people solve harder problems. So. <laughs> You know, making sure there's strong retention and good morale and all of that, and 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 third being execution, effective execution and delivering on SLA. So transparency, stabilization, and 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 execution discipline. Which one of those three had the best positive impact in terms of building a world-class IT organization? And is there any you know lessons you can share uh, for for our audience? regarding any one of the three initiatives? Well, I think the first two helped with the third one, so I'll talk about the first two. <laughs> On, um, relative to transparency, it was, uh, it was interesting. So again, I had a, a year here at McAfee before I took over uh, IT, and it was one of the key reasons why we focused on transparency so much was there was such broken trust between the teams, between all the, the business functions and engineering and the BUs and IT, that, that people actually thought IT was off working on completely different things. There was just no trust. And so one of the, one of the things I think was very helpful for us, and we started this from day one in IT, is saying, okay, every day, every minute of every day, we put all our cards on the table. Wow. What we see, any issues, everything, all the cards on the table um, amongst IT and with the rest of the business because we can, I'm confident, what I kept telling the team is I'm, I am confident we can solve anything as long as we solve it now. We don't let a little problem snowball into something that's, that's much bigger. And 
you know, we, again, with the culture that we have here, people are very um, willing to work with organizations as, as long as they see, you know, a, a level of transparency. So we really, really uh, spent a lot of time on that. And it was a cultural change because the organization had gotten very used to being, you know, fairly protective with the, with information and, and keeping things under wraps. And, and with that, we just had to rip the Band-Aid off. And we, we talked a lot about it, but as, as IT opened up and you know was was clear in its communications, clear on what was working, what wasn't working, and then what are the actions that we need to do to fix what's not working, that really connected very quickly with the rest of the business. So that was that was a huge piece for us. And then the the second piece around em, employee engagement. So so we definitely had some challenges ar around that. And and my view is. You can't be a great organization if the people <laughs> in your organization don't want to be there. So I, to me, it's just foundational to really figure out how do, you, how do you motivate the team, what makes everybody tick, how can you get the, the team feeling much more personally and, and engaged and empowered in, in everything that we need to do. Because we have a lot of great challenges to work on, a, a lot of exciting work. So it's just a matter of connecting connecting that great work with the with our employee base. So we, we spent a, a lot of time on that. Um, with that, I do a, a lot of people joke with me about how many all hands I do a quarter and the number of roundtables I do awesome. with with um, with our employees. But I learn something that's important for us with every one of those interactions and. Uh, it, I, I think that's been that's been important for us as we've gone through our transformational journey, and also it's been a a real opportunity I think because we have a lot of employee-led teams and a number of employee-led teams that help us tackle the issues that that come out of our employee engagement surveys, which is sort of our you know our our master survey of of the the pulse of the organization and. You really see some great leadership, some great ideas, some great execution coming out of those employee-led teams. And and what we talk about is, you you know, for our employees, they can make of this what they what they want. I know everybody has ideas, and 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 what I need to do is make sure that we have forms that we can engage as many people as possible and get their ideas and really drive them into the organization. And that has been really, really important for us. Patty, it made a huge difference. Patty, you're the CIO, and we've been having this conversation for a while, but no talk of technology. <gasps> it's startling. <laughs> Culture, people, process, lastly, technology. So, so, so what is the, the role, the rightful role, so to speak, of the CIO? Well, like we had uh, touched on, I really see the, the CIO's role as an opportunity to be a change agent. And a big piece of that is harnessing the, the, all the new technologies that are out there. But sure. it can't be technology for technology's sake. You end up spending a lot of money frittering away resources and, and worst of all, probably not getting the, the business benefit that you need. So 
Hmm. What, what I much more prefer to do is be very connected with the rest of the business, really try to, using a hockey analogy, since it's very hot in this room, I'll think of, you know, ice skating rinks. <laughs> but, uh, um, <laughs> you know, skating to where the puck's going. So what are the new, what are the new business models? Okay, let's break those down. What do we need to do to create those? What are the, the new platforms? What are the new technologies? What are the, the cost models that customers will pay for those new business models? So then working backwards, what does that mean for, for IT? So I've, I, I'm a big advocate of leading from the, the business side and leading from the strategy side and then working, working back into, okay, what are the pieces that we need to put in place to be able to get there? Because there's so much technology out there. You could really get... Um, spend too much time working on things that, that aren't in, in a line with where the business is trying to go. And sure. Sure. They, they, I'm very passionate about how do you get what, the, what your customers are looking for, how do you get to where your, your partners need you to uh, be. And I think IT has to keep its, its eye on the ball there and really try to skate a, ahead of the puck as much as possible. Uh, there's been stories and blogs that I've read about your philosophy and importance of simplification and how as a, whether you're an IT leader or any line of business, right. it's very important to be able to simplify and articulate a compelling and concise message but also develop a process where you know the customer is at the, you know, at the center of the decisions you make. Can right. you talk a little bit about your philosophy in terms of the importance of simplifying uh, things? Well, that, I, to, to me, it relates to uh, what we were just talking about on technology, that it's, it's much easier to just focus on a, a, a lot of new technology and not take the time to really put the, put the customer and the business models and your company strategy first and then figure out the pieces that you need to weave together to get there. And if you have a, a very you know, sort of complex mind of how you're looking at this uh, complex architecture that you're dealing with, it is very hard to figure out how to put the pieces together and very, very hard to move fast. And I think that's the, that's, that's the key for IT to always be looking for how do we, how do we simplify things. Uh, and I'll get to, to cost with this because that's always a favorite. You can't have CIOs in a room for more than four seconds without everybody wringing their hands about the, the budgets going down, which, you know, is, is a problem. But the more you can break your business down into its fundamental pieces, you're always looking for simple, to simplify, especially the run, run the business part of IT. That's what frees up some money where you can try to get ahead of the curve and not wait for the business to have already dissected what it needs and, and, and bring you a shopping list. Because if if that's where you are, if that's your positioning, you are late to the game. Mm -hmm. And, and it, my experience, that's when the different business functions are probably outsourcing technology from, from other places. Sure. We, ha we have a question from Twitter, uh, but also we have a comment from someone. So for our producers who says, we are, Vala and I are much louder than Patty, so if we can adjust that. I, I uh, think that's not that's not a technical volume thing. I think that's <laughs> that's a, percept a perceptual <laughs> issue between yes. business and IT. Yes. Okay, all right. Well, moving on from that. 
<laughs> on that note, we have a question from uh, Boris Ball from Twitter who asks, uh, how does McAfee encourage transparency and collaboration between, oper between the operations and IT teams? And do you use any tools? That is a great, great question. So when um, to start out, I think having a, and I'll talk uh, broadly about all the business functions, not just operations, because it's, it's easy for me between operations and IT, we're, we have the teams together all the uh, time, but when you look across all the business functions that are outside of my direct control, I think it's really important to have, to start with a, a governance model that the leaders of all those different business models buy into, that they feel is, is working, that they feel their voice is heard, and probably most importantly, that they feel there's action and work, you know, a good execution that's, that's coming from that. Because that, that stable governance model, and, and there's a lot of different ways to do it, but in the end, what's a governance model? You have the right people in a room consistently taking decisions and sticking with decisions. And, and that is, sounds so simple, not always that easy, but very, very critical. So that's, that's definitely how uh, we started out. We're, we're getting much more, now, now we can get a, a little fancier with uh, you know, different um, social tools to help connect our, our, our organizations um, and connect what our people are thinking and, and make that going. But you have to start with a governance model and you have to start with consistent communications out to your team so everybody really understands what the priorities are because you could have five people in a room, the head of all the business functions in a room every week and they agree, but if the rest of the teams aren't don't know those are the priorities and aren't on board, you really haven't bought yourself that much. So um, whatever method works for each organization in getting that governance model and consistently, almost obsessively communicating out those priorities so everybody knows this is what I need to be working on, here's the expectations, that, that's, that's key. And then social tools certainly help with, with getting more of the uh, employee engage, engagement across that. But I think those, those social tools without the, the governance at the more senior level doesn't, doesn't buy you as much as what you need. Sure. Well, that's a great answer. Um, we have another question from Twitter from Accenture Interactive from Accenture, and the question is, how is the CIO and CMO relationship evolving at McAfee? That's a great question. So, um, first, we, we're very fortunate to have a great uh, CMO here at uh, McAfee, Penny Baldwin. A shout out to uh, Penny. She's a fantastic partner to work with. Awesome. And um, she's been here for about 18 uh, months here at McAfee, and you know we we our our relationship evolved because we had some operational challenges at the at the beginning between how uh, operations and IT was um, connecting with with marketing, and job one is always to work through that. You've got to get the noise out of the relationship before you can uh, then you know go to the more strategic areas. So. You know, our relationship followed that path, but Penny and I always trusted each other. We, we knew we were on the same page, and it was just a matter of, you know, taking those steps forward to get to the more um, strategic efforts 
what, where we are right now, which is great, I think we're connecting IT, well, I believe we're connecting IT, marketing, and our consumer business unit. So McAfee's in a unique position of having both a, a significant consumer and enterprise um, business. And we've, we've worked for the past few quarters between ourselves on, um, on the enterprise side, and we really have taken, for, for our company, new steps forward of how do we how do we connect what IT can bring to the table with what marketing can bring to the table with our consumer business unit? So we, we can we can save some more of those conversations uh, of uh, some of the deliverables we see coming on that next time we talk in a couple of months. But it is it's it's a set of collaborations we just haven't had um, been able to to get until now. So it's exciting to see. Awesome. Um, to see three organizations that hadn't been planning together and, and throwing their resources uh, onto the same roadmap, but it's 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 coming together really quickly, and I'm excited to where we'll uh, our our collective organization will be at the end of this year on that. Yes, and we Michael, my takeaway in that, mm -hmm. which I think we've heard from other CIOs, you have to be able to deliver operational excellence. Yes, as Foundational to your IT well, if you're not delivering, if yeah, you if you're not absolutely. succeeding with the basic deliverables of what IT needs to do, right. then right. Right. you won't you won't have the the credibility to right. talk exactly. about strategic topics. Exactly, because how could how could anybody have faith to trust IT with a bigger complex right. program if the day to day keep the business running isn't going? I mean, I I. I, I can talk with my operations hat on, and that is very, much, you know, that I, 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 I would always think that, right. you know, how could I trust? How could I really put the most important big programs that are most critical for the business in IT's hands if, if they can't even keep the the uh, the lights on? So it's it's important. It's not. I know sometimes it gets talked about as as tactical or, you know, somehow pushed to the side, but. To me, table stakes. Table stakes. You can't mm. get anywhere else without showing not just competence, but really proficiency at keeping the business running. And and like we were just touching on, with with how fast technology is moving mm. and and all the new tools that are coming to right. IT, keeping the lights on has a new definition these days <laughs> of how do you do even better with that with even less dollars. So there's innovation. Just in in that part of the business, and and it's not that people hope for it; they expect it from IT. Sure, sure. Now, I suspect as you're transforming the business while making sure that you bolster operational excellence and conformance to SLAs, and 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 the transparency and collaboration that's required. Prior to getting to that point, and I know it's probably not a destination, but rather a journey. Did you have to? Understand the level of shadow IT that that existed, and what is your advice to other technology and IT leaders in terms of how to best manage, um, you know, IT-like capabilities, functions, yeah. and tools, you know, sprouting through the organization outside of the purview of IT. Right. Right. Well, you know, I I might have a different uh, view of this given I I. I I've I've had a variety of uh, different roles. So how I look at it is, people make rational decisions. So if you're a business leader in a you know a non-IT 
leader in the organization and you, your, your goals, your organization goals are on the line and you don't feel like IT can help you, you will have to go someplace else to get the support you need. We right. would all do that. It's right. just, it, it has to get done. So I think um, IT leaders and, and folks in IT organizations need to sort of put that off to the side to say nobody's trying to do anything evil or bad. It's, it's just trying to move the business forward. So that's, that's where it gets to. IT really has to take responsibility for itself in, in showing value and showing that it understands the bigger picture of where the organization's trying to go, that it has the relationships, it has the credibility, it's able to collaborate. Because once, you can able, once you're able to demonstrate that, then, then shadow IT piece by piece starts to uh, get consolidated back into the IT organization. But you know, the, the conversation we have within IT is that's a gift. You know, that is a, a gift that the rest of the organization is, is trusting you so much that they're, they're peeling back what they had built in their own business functions or business units or in engineering and sending that back into a central organization. And no, IT can never take that for granted, can never take that, that for granted because awesome it, it, it is... never stays static. <laughs> Awesome, when, awesome answer. When we, we spoke awesome with answer. Kim Stevenson, who is the CIO of Intel, of course, and we asked her a similar question. Right. Her response was, when there's it's basically similar to what you just said. When there's shadow IT, it's telling you where IT needs to somehow right. do better, where we're not being right. as responsive to the users as we right. must be, we should be. But exactly. it's an extraordinary uh, mindset, a collaborative mindset to, to not be threatened yeah, by, confidence. oh, here's a multi-tenant cloud solution that just popped out of marketing, or, oh, here's a, you know, folks are bringing their own devices in engineering. And, uh, and <laughs> given the fact you're a security company and, you, you know, there's conformance, compliance, governance, to be able to have the patience and the willingness to learn from shadow IT, and then, as you said, take the responsibility to add value to the business so that you earn the trust and minimize, you know, uh, the growth of shadow IT, uh, I think that's wonderful. But but it's right. unique. You're, you're in the, I'd say, 5% CIO category. I think most CIOs, unfortunately, have a different view, and I think it's detrimental, in my opinion, not only to their career, but how IT is perceived within the business. There's well, no I, I will, I will uh, give a shout-out to uh, folks that get to the CIO role in non-traditional ways. Hmm. So I would... Uh, I, I would chalk a lot of my perspective up to I've managed P&Ls, I've been out in the field, I've had to sell, um, been in different geos, so I can I, I can more than empathize with with uh, the rest of our executive staff in their roles and what they're trying to get done, and you know how little patience they have for IT organizations that they don't feel are with them helping them. So for, for those of you that are watching this that are, you know, as, aspiring into uh, CIO positions, and it is a wildly fun role, so I'm a huge ah, advocate cool. of that. But do take opportunities when you have to get into other parts of the business because when, when you can really internalize and, and, and empathize with, with what folks in, in other parts of the organization are doing, all of a sudden they... It's shadow IT, make them stop. It, 
those sorts of arguments don't even make sense anymore. Wow. And, and the more I think IT, really for any leaders, but again, especially I think it's incumbent for IT leaders <clears throat> and really all of an IT organization to have a, a, a big world view of how your company works. How does it make money? What are the pain points? What do our customers think? What do our partners think? Because that IT is in a unique position if it wants to take it. But it's only in a unique position to really be a change agent if it, if it understands the change that needs to be made. If, if it's sitting back, if the IT organization is sitting back being more of an order taker, I'm waiting for the prioritized list of projects and I'll start at the top and work my way down, um, nobody's going to wait for that. No exactly. other business leader is going to have to with that. What kind of advice do you have to CIOs who might be listening to this and saying, you know, this all sounds great, but in my company... <laughs> but not here. <laughs> not here, exactly. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's pretty sage advice. I mean, no, it is, but, but, yeah. but, but, from, but I think for many CIOs, they're... They themselves don't have the kind of breadth Here's of a simple thing. Here's a simple thing I'll say. You know, and there are days where I feel like yelling at the world, <laughs> just stop for a second. You know, appreciate how great we are. Give us a pat on the back. It, but luckily I do that in my more quiet, <laughs> quiet moments at home. <laughs> but so here's here's the thing that when 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 I first came here to McAfee, again, IT was not well-perceived, uh, operations wasn't well-perceived well either, but what you have to be as a, as a leader in the organization, this, this goes not just for CIOs, but for everybody, but CIOs really do get some of the snarkiest <laughs> feedback from across the organization. You have to channel your inner zen-like quality for every bad message and every angry text message, voicemail, email that you get because the more the organization feels comfortable in sharing with you, to begin with, sharing with you what they're thinking, good or bad, and usually at the beginning it's bad, it's up to the CIO to set the tone of making sure people know they, they want to hear the feedback, they will action the feedback, and they'll put that culture in the rest of IT. And because what I think, the, the rest of your organization in IT sees how you behave. And, you know, I let folks know that no matter how angry a, a message I might uh, get on a topic, I appreciate the feedback. So my, the first sentence in how I reply to any of my business partners that, that are having an issue or are mad about something is, thanks for the feedback. And then we, we go in and figure out, okay, what are we going to do about it? But if, if you can't even get to the point of having a dialogue that, that people don't even want to bother to, to tell you how bad they are about IT, you, you, are, you haven't even opened the door to start to change. And that comes from the leadership in the organization. That's not a bottoms-up thing. That is a tops-down thing. I can't keep up tweeting your answer, so Patty, you need to slow down with your <laughs> words of wisdom. It's, it's, it's difficult for us or to Or you have up. to type faster. What yeah. <laughs> I thought I was good, but goodness, almost everything you're saying I want to repeat on Twitter. Uh, um, so, so I just had a, just this week, I had a bunch of different CIOs unsolicited 
talk to me where for the first time you're starting to ask me about Internet of Things and wearables and you know Salesforce announced Salesforce.com a CRM solution we use that they're looking to potentially become default platform for Internet of Things and we talked about mobile and social uh, we haven't talked about cloud and big data but a buzzword that you read about and, and you hear is digital transformation in business mm -hmm. and I'm wondering you know what what's your view on, on when you hear or what's McAvee's point of view in terms of digital transformation well to me it's it's really how do you take all these new technologies that are out there that are always evolving there's always going to be something new although the internet of things and cloud are particular I think huge areas right now and and how do you figure out as a company what does that mean for your business how do you create new business models that are e even easier for customers and partners to consume how do you get more capabilities out to your customers and partners faster cheaper hmm. and then even faster you know so to me digital transformation is is taking all those new technologies and figuring out what's the, the what does that mean to creating value for your customers partners if, if you're in that kind of business and for your own company and and that's what it, it relates to what we were talking about earlier of the more simple and clear you can see your business because I, I see it as clarity you might say simplicity I see it as clarity because if you can't easily explain what you're doing you're probably yourself a little muddled as far as what your were <laughs> I guess I'll say the word muddled for a Friday afternoon um, muddled as far as what your priorities are and how you're going to get there and the only way to be able to embrace all the change that's coming embrace the new technology that's there and figure out how to use it is if you have boiled down and taken the time to to get uh, some clarity around business models profitability and and what comes next sure. and then, then it's how do you leverage that new technology to get there it's just that with the Internet of Things, I mean, we're a security company, so we see yeah. just a, you know a, an explosion of devices out there. It'll be thrilling to see that over the next few years. But then, how do you how do you secure that, but easily and cheaply and ubiquitously, uh, while knowing the identity of the person who's wearing that or you know having that in their their ear? It's 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 a whole new set of 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 opportunities and, and problems to solve. So it's, you know, again, I would, my biggest advice to, to CIOs is just embrace the change. And sometimes you have to kind of sit calmly in your chair, take a big breath, and then embrace the change. <laughs> but it's, there, there's so many opportunities out there, and, and IT can sit in the middle, or it can be on the out. So, so the role, uh, what's the role of IT in supporting a company's uh, rethinking the business models like you were describing? Well, we, you know, I, th I, I think it gets back to skating to the puck. So, you know, this is where having a, a combination of a business role and an IT role is, is a huge advantage and also staying close to where, what our customers are, 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 doing and what we're trying to do from an IT organization also where we see the trends are what we're trying to get to and um, so we are uh, very vocal as an organization in the the trends that we see and we have a point of view 
And um, we, we spend time thinking about it. We spend time, you know, amongst our, our IT leadership team. We spend a lot of time advocating that within the, the company and trying to support the company in, in moving there. And that's really, uh, for, for those CIOs in, in, in tech companies, you really have a great opportunity to add value to, to your organization, not just in what you do from an IT organization, but to really help to paint the landscape of what you're seeing coming at you as a customer of, of uh, IT technology. And I, I think it's, it's, it's CIOs and, and the leaders within the IT organizations. I think it's our responsibility to help get some clarity of thought of, okay, we're seeing all these different pieces. Here's where things are going. So we have a lot of conversations around business models that we see coming and what, what works for us, what doesn't, what we'd like to see. So we connect <clears throat> our, our IT organization with our uh, sourcing team, with our quoting team, with our pricing team, and, 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 and pull groups together that wouldn't, I mean, those are four organizations that wouldn't naturally be sitting in a, in a room together talking about trends in pricing and business models of other IT vendors. But it, it's important, and it's an opportunity, and it's an opportunity for, for us to lead. It's an opportunity for us to give some visibility, you know, our, and this is both for our ops and IT side, us to give visibility in what we're seeing into uh, other parts of the business so that they can digest that and, and use that in, in their work, too. So it's, it's, um, it's, it's all about thinking about what you're seeing, trying to put that in a digestible thought leadership framework, and then figure out how to engage across the, the, across the company. And that's advice for everybody. For sure. every company. Sure. Collaboration so you, is job one. Thought leadership is 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 job one. And you know what what we like to talk about is any big problem takes multiple organizations on to to help solve it. So if you don't have those built-in relationships, you better go get them. Sure. sure. You you are a silo buster. Yeah, I like that. That's an awesome title. Uh, part of, part Are of you the, tweeting that out now, Vala? Yeah, I will. I will as soon as I ask the question. I am. <laughs> um, you know, and, and by the way, thank you for being on Twitter. I mean, I just love the fact that CIOs uh, like such as yourself, with incredible pedigree and incredible ability to teach others, take the time to share on Twitter, and that's how we met. So I, I just right? want to, you know, I appreciate the fact that. Uh, again, you're in the 5%. Uh, most of the CIOs, unfortunately, are not leveraging social media, and I think it's a mistake. Um, the extraordinary ones that Michael and I have the privilege to work with are active on mm -hmm. social, so they're expanding their, as you said, thought leadership and collaboration beyond the walls of their company. So thank you for that. And um, it's great. I, I appreciate your tweets. There's always something... You know, inspirational uh, that you that you send out in a given day. That it's like, okay, yeah, the big focus on the big picture, big picture, big picture. It's, it's Thank you very good. much. And very and good. the more you can see what other people are are uh, doing, it's it's very helpful, very helpful. Absolutely. Another CIO friend of mine said that he uses Phil Kermani, Phil Kermani, who said that you know social media has become his personal learning network. It, exactly. it is. It you is. Know, it's the, his news feed. It's his where he understands where the analysts and the markets are going, and 
you had said a couple of times on the show, you know, going where the puck is going to, not where it has been. And right. a lot of companies, I just read in TechCrunch that just calendar year 2014, I believe venture capital has poured over $5 billion into enterprise technology startups. And so I'm curious, uh, your own philosophy and McAfee's philosophy in terms of working with startups and, and how do you evaluate a startup when you, if, if, if and when you do partner with you know, uh, new companies uh, to add a value and capability to your organization? I, I think it's moving very fast. So we are increasingly a fan given how we've um, uh, stabilized a lot of what we're doing and, and made progress. We're at the point now, I think it's a, a, it's a luxury actually, to spend more time with startups and really bring some of that new technology in because uh, there's a trust with the business. We're, we're, we're just at, at the point where that makes a lot of sense for us. So we're spending more time with startups and, and figuring out how to bring that technology in. And I think they, as, um, you know, as, uh, as some of the VCs like to say out here, uh, software eats everything. Uh, you really see the pace of innovation speeding up. You see what's what's coming out of some of these uh, uh, startup companies. Very, very solid. So, big fan. Um, we already use some some startups, uh, uh, some startup products just for what we've seen this year, and I would see that accelerating. That's fantastic. Well, you know, it's that time. It's that was the fastest. I know. So f yes, very fast, and <laughs> we could we could continue this. Um, but I I hope that Patty that you'll come back and do this again with us another time. Oh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. You're awesome. Thank you very much. Again, I couldn't keep up, so I'm gonna have to watch <laughs> when the Bala video. can't keep up, you know, that's really something. It's actually, I, think like, yeah, I was gonna let you tease him on that. I was gonna stay quiet on that. One. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, I can capture most of it in the blog next week. But uh, again, thank you for spending. A, you dropped a lot of science on us uh, in the last 45 minutes, but <laughs> all very good, and we're very appreciative of it. Thank you very much. Great, great. Have a great weekend. Thank you. You as well. And we've been talking with Patty Hatter, who is the Senior Vice President of Operations and the Chief Information Officer of McAfee. And this has been show number 71 of CXO Talk. I'm Michael Krigsman, my co-host Vala Offshore. Vala? Michael. Another fist <laughs> bump that show. the audience cannot see. <laughs> <laughs> we need another camera in the middle here. We'll, we'll do that. All right, we'll have show. to do that. <laughs> And I hope that you will come back and join us next week. Thanks so much, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>